good content isn't about good storytelling. It's about telling a true story well. That is a quote by Anne Handley. Welcome to Trina Talk. Trina Talk is a weekly podcast that will inspire and empower women of all ages to strive for the impossible. Your host, Trina L. Martin from TrinaMartin.com is a motivational speaker, leader, and cybertech expert. Every week, Trina will share wisdom gained from her life experiences and lessons learned while pursuing her goals to inspire you to achieve the next level in your life. Now, your host, Trina L. Martin. Hello, welcome to Trina Talk. I am your host, Trina L. Martin, and this is episode 74. Before I get into this week's episode, I would just like to let those of you know who have purchased my first book, From a Mess to Amazing, Seven Steps to Create the Life You Deserve. I have created a complimentary workbook to go along with the book itself. There you can journal, you can write down your notes, you can answer some of your the questions that I ask you in the book. So just go to from a mess to amazing.com and download your free workbook. Also, if you are a CEO or HR executive who hires military veterans for leadership positions within your business or organization, and you see that they're struggling and that They need a little help adjusting and navigating to the corporate environment, but you know they're capable of becoming leaders. Please contact me at nextlevel at trinamartin.com because I want to help you bridge the gap between your military veteran and the corporate leadership position. So I want to help you develop those military veterans that you have hired into the leaders that your organization needs. Now, on to this week's episode. The topic of this week's episode is, what story is your business telling? My guest this week is Jennifer Filson. Jennifer is a social media marketing expert. She is the owner of Rockstar Marketing and the West Coast Swing Dance Company. She has over 30 years of sales and marketing experiences. She works with industries such as auto repair, skincare, healthcare, residential and commercial construction, professional services, and educational industries. Not only is Jennifer a marketing expert, she was also a singer and songwriter. She became a Grammy qualified recording artist on both of her albums. Hi, Jen. Welcome to Trina Talk. Hello. How's it going? Oh, my gosh. It's going so well. I live in beautiful Monterey, California, and the sun is still shining just before a rainstorm. The ocean is gorgeous. It is. And I love the fact that you're in California because you're in Navy country where I started my Navy career, California. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. But tell, we're going to tell the listeners. So what they don't know is we're friends because we're in a business program together. Yes, we We are are part of our, you know, a tribe together of, of close like-minded people. And I thought you were just a phenomenal woman. 
And I had to get you on the show. I mean, you (laughs) are a businesswoman. You are a social media marketing expert. You have a book. Girl, tell me who you are. (laughs) Tell me how you got to be the person that you are today. Oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. Okay. How long is our, how long is this? <laughs> we'll save the you rest of when you're in <laughs> Right. Right. I know. We'll have to do like multiple interviews just to get like part one of Jen's life. Part two of Jen's exactly. life. So Navy towns. So I grew up in Jacksonville, Florida, big old Navy town. Shout out to all of our Navy people. Yay. Thank you for your service. Thank you for tolerating deployments of that length and coming back home. We love you guys. Um, I guess, you know, what's funny is um, when I try to think about why I am the way I am, I I would say um, two major Two major things shaped my my path, and uh, I would say the first thing that shaped my path is I just come from a very sweet and loving family that was very musically inclined, and so I grew up with parents who had met in a guitar store buying guitar strings, singing folk songs throughout my entire childhood. So we would be sitting around the coffee table with my parents playing their guitars and friends coming over and we're singing songs from like Bob Dylan and the Beatles and Peter, Paul and Mary and, you know, all kinds of awesome music. And so, um, and then, and then not only did they do the folk music, but my mom's, my parents' best friends at the time, um, she was an opera singer and he was an ophthalmologist by day, jazz drummer by night. And so I just had everything from opera to classical music to jazz music and folk music, as well as whatever was playing on the radio, rock and roll at the time. That was a huge um, inspiration for the person who I would become today, which is now known as, you know, Grammy qualified rock star, a dance instructor and just kind of a performer. I can't help myself. I have performer roots. So I can, whether you're talking to me or whether you see me dancing or whatever, I'm or teaching, I'm just a performer. And I don't mean to be. It's just it's part of the DNA. The other thing that shaped who I am is I, I'm sure my loving family has always done this to protect me. but I've often heard, Jenny, you can't do that. You're a girl. Can you relate? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I know that it was to protect me and to keep me safe, but dang it, that just really shaped who I am. So I think, I think the, there were, I'm just like going to pick out like pieces of my childhood that I remember that just were like, ah, So like my cousins were into golf, uh, uh, go-kart racing, not golf cart racing, go-kart racing. And that looked like so much fun. And I wanted to go-kart race. But again, you can't do that. Girls don't do that. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I was 10 years old wanting to play on my Uncle Bob's drums, you know, the, the, the best friends. It was Aunt Carol and Uncle Bob. She was the opera singer. He's the jazz drummer. I just wanted to play those drums so much. Oh, no, Jenny, you can't do that. You're a girl. I think it was really my parents' way of not having a lot of noise in the house. But, you know, um, I had to wait till I was 30 to get my first set of drums, girl. And it was fun. God, I had fun playing the drums. Just, oh, God. It's just, it's such a 
physical and rhythmic and meditative thing. It's hard too, but mm. man, playing the drums is a blast. Um, what else shaped me? Um, I was dating a guy in the Boy Scouts and uh, I wanted to go to Philmont Scout Ranch in, in Cimarron, New Mexico, which is a big, huge um, Boy Scout campground, but you couldn't, you couldn't go and be a staff member until you were in the Boy Scouts. Hmm. So it just so happened to be, because I wasn't in the Girl Scouts. Um, I was never in any of the scouting. So it's 1989 and the state, no, the Supreme Court had ruled that no longer could um, organizations like the Boy Scouts or the Girl Scouts uh, ban other gendered leadership. So I guess the moms wanted to become assistant scoutmasters mm-hmm. for their Boy Scout troops. Well, anyway, uh, because of that law um, repeal, you know, the Supreme Court mm-hmm. ruling in 1989, in 1990, I am the very first female assistant scoutmaster for the Boy Scouts in for two troops in the state of Florida. Wow. So... Um, so recently, like when the Boy Scouts like recently allowed girls, it's like, well, they've always had explorer groups, which were co-ed. So I don't understand what the issue is, but I've been doing it since 1990. So what's the deal? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. but I do remember I qualified for Order of the Arrow. You know, you had to be a, a big deal. You had to be a, an Eagle Scout. But I actually qualified for Order of the Arrow in the Boy Scouts as a female. But they told me we will never invite you. We will never tap you out to be Order of the Arrow because you're female. We'll never do that. So I can relate. And 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 now here we are. Uh, I am a mar- I own a marketing agency, and I cater to the auto repair industry. And I've been very blessed. I'm 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 I have wonderful wonderful clients, and I have uh, just a lot of support. But yeah, there aren't as many women. There are more women getting into it and more technicians that are women, more service advisors that are women, more owners that are women. And it's, it's a beautiful movement. And I am chairwoman of the Women in Automotive Committee for the ASCCA. So yeah, girl power. Yes. And, uh, and I'm just super excited that we are now in, we're at the end of 2019. Oh my gosh, it's the 19th year of the 21st century. Doesn't that just yes. seem like crazy? It's it like, is. wow. And we're still facing some some equality issues, but let me tell you something. I believe, even though a lot of people want to say that the world is just going to crap and things are horrible, uh, we are in the most amazing time in humankind's history. You're in Houston. I'm in Monterey. We are able to do this through the beautiful power of the internet. We are doing amazing things, learning about science and space and dark matter and um, physics. We are having amazing breakthroughs. We're able to connect with each other through the heart, um, through the written word. Um, We're able to to publish our books. We're able to publish our books, Trina. And we don't have to have a publishing house to do it. And we can market ourselves and share our message with the world through uh, the written word or through podcasts or videos. I mean, oh my gosh, we are just an amazing time. So I like to say that um, just when we think everything's going to hell, (laughs) it's not. We are evolving and the future is so bright. Oh, and we're doing it. Look at us. 
Wow, Jen, you are right. We are doing it. But you know what? You strike me as the woman, like me, when people say you can't or they don't want to open that door, you're like, watch me. You put on those boots, kick the door open. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So my question for you is, with you having a marketing business and your clients are the automotive industry, what made you do that? (laughs) (laughs) Because, you know, and, and, and we all know, you know, intellectually that they have marketing too, but with you being a female, what made you decide to tap into that industry? You know, I wish I could tell you that I had this like predetermined like view that I was going to do this, but it just kind of was happenstance. Um, and, and, and I get this question a lot and it's, and okay. So growing up in Orange Park, Florida, unless you're in the Navy, there's not much to do. And we aren't too far away from Daytona Beach, which mm-hmm. is a legendary storied racing community. So I would say that when you're too young to go drinking with your friends and you're too young to vote and you're too young to get married, well, in the South, they do tend to marry young, but that's changing. But back in the day, (laughs) they were marrying a little earlier. Like, I think I was the only cousin of mine that didn't know me and one other. We were the only cousins that didn't get married by age 19. Yeah. Most of my cousins were married by age 19, but you know, I waited till I was 30 and then I had to have the starter marriage before I got the dream marriage, but that's another story. (laughs) But (laughs) I had, I was, I was a late bloomer, shall we say, but, um, yeah, cars were a big deal, a big deal. Um, when I was in high school and I was dating a guy who was really into cars and all of his friends were really into cars and, one of his buddies, his best friend, Doug Thompson, shout out to Doug Thompson, who would now, now he's like a, he's a, he's working for Tom Bush, um, uh, uh, dealerships. They, they are a locally owned family run car dealership conglomerate in, in Jacksonville, Florida. And he's in charge of the parts department. And, and we were just recently reflecting cause I go home to Jacksonville to visit family and friends. And Doug was like, Jen, how did the girlfriend of the car guys, like how did the girlfriend become like the top marketing agency for the auto repair industry? Like, and I'm like, I I don't know, but I'll tell you how it kind of started. And then the ripple effect. Um, so during the great recession, 2007, 2008, 2009, I am marketing director for a construction company. You should know that my family has been in the trades. So my dad and mom owned an electrical contracting business. My grandparents owned an electrical contracting business. All the trades and construction is what I'm very comfortable with. And when you think construction, blue collar, Mm -hmm. auto repair, it's the same group of people hanging out, right? Right. Because believe me, all those plumbers and electricians are buying the fun cars (laughs) and and the boats, all the toys, right? So anyway, I, um, I, uh, I, uh, am working in construction. The recession hits. I've always been doing marketing and in 2007, I am promoting my first album. 
uh, and I'm learning how to market myself through this brand new thing called social media marketing. Remember MySpace? Mm-hmm. So I was marketing my music on MySpace in 2007 and a new thing called Facebook that had just been released to the masses and a new thing called Twitter. And so in 2007, I'm like, ooh, I'm promoting my music. And ooh, let's see how this promotes businesses. So as marketing director, I'm one of the pioneers using MySpace, Facebook, and Twitter promoting that construction company. So the recession is just really making a lot of businesses lose their ability to stay in business. Mm -hmm. And I said to the owner, hey, you know what? I'm going to jump ship. I'm going to start my own business, Rockstar Marketing, because I was a rock star, right? I'm promoting my rock star and I'm learning how to do this through my marketing. Or I was already a marketer, but I was learning how to do social media through my rock star side of myself. So um, I went ahead, started Rockstar Marketing in October of 2009, in the middle of the recession. And I went to a Chamber of Commerce meeting here in Monterey, and I met Robert Wiesenberg, who is the owner of Robert's Clean and Repair. And he's like, hey, can you write some blogs for me? And I'm like, sure. And he's got a really nice, beautiful auto body shop. It's like 90% auto body and 10% mechanical. So, you know, when you get a fender vendor, you go to Robert's, and he has a beautiful, beautiful shop. I mean, it has a waterfall um, structure uh, um, uh, sign. It's hard to describe, but it's a beautiful water feature in his lobby. And it's just, it's a gorgeous building. And because of who he is and how he's the premier auto repair center on the Monterey Peninsula, I started talking about how the car was like a person and the car needs to stay hydrated. So put your coolant in right? And the car needs a facial detailing, right? And um, the car uh, needs a mani-pedi, meaning a paint job. And because of the infrared technology and the waterborne paint, which is earth-friendly, the infrared curing allows that car paint to uh, dry like faster so versus traditional where you had to wait for the the paint to cure for like two days well because of the infrared technology it's like going in and getting your nails done and putting it underneath the uv lights and having it lighter you know have it dry faster (laughs) so i would i would write all these these storied blogs that were like well take her to get her paint job done and when you finish getting your nails done she'll be done with her paint job as well you know that kind of thing so his website agency at the time was a, a company called Zenergy Works. And the owner of that read my blogs and he's like, hey, you're pretty good at this. Do you want to write blogs and website pages for our clients too? I'm like, sure. I'm starving. I'm trying to launch my business. Mm-hmm. Of course I'm going to take work. And they just happen to have a lot of auto repair shops. So one thing led to another. and. I won't bore you with all the details, but yes, now here we are 10 years later. I am the top content marketing agency in the auto repair industry. We've written the content for websites for, I don't know, I think we're close to somewhere between 600 and 700 shops around the country. We only work with the top 10% shops in the country. So the numbers are going to be small because there's like over 230,000 auto repair shops in the country and not all of them 
are of the means that they can have a professional marketing agency, right? They're kind of doing it from their, you know, oh, let's just slap it together, which is okay. They're, they're, they're going to rise and they're going to, you know, but my client tends to be the, um, the top shops that are making about a million dollars in revenue. They have a coach, they have a website agency, they have a marketing budget and therefore um, they work with me. And I've also been very blessed to be a teacher. So I also go around the country and I share my marketing wisdom with the auto repair industry at various training conventions and people invite me to their 20 groups, which are like a mastermind group. So I know this is a longer answer than you wanted, but yeah, in 10 years, I have gone from zero to hero, um, sharing my marketing wisdom with the auto repair industry. And what's the secret? Well, I'll tell you the secret. I and you, my darling, we are their target customer. So all we're doing is we're marketing for the sisterhood. Wow. That's really all it is. I write from the perspective of not like we use this size wrench to turn your dial. That's not it. What does our audience for auto repair want to know? Am I going to be safe? Can I trust you? Are you going to treat me fairly? Are you going to make sure that I never have a breakdown with the kids in the back seat in mm-hmm. the middle of the night? That's who we're writing for. And so ultimately, me and the Rockstar Squad, we are the target demographic. So it only makes sense that we write for them. Wow. You know, that's <laughs> amazing. You, you, I don't know if you saw my expression, but you just, I had an aha moment while you were talking. I, because I would have never thought that the automotive industry would want to appeal to women. And it was funny because as you were going through talking about how you would write these blogs, and I'm thinking, you know a lot because for you to know the the processes of some of their um, services, like you were saying, oh, this paint technique or whatever, where did you learn that? Is that just you <laughs> researching your clients or? Yes. Okay. Because yeah. I was like, huh. I was like, well, yeah. Hey, girl. I was like, if I read your blog, I would be like, I'm taking my car there. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly right. And because of what we write and because of how we tell a story and we, we highlight what does, what makes our clients special and unique? Who is their target demographic? Our specialty in how we market is helping them find their tribe, helping them find the target perfect audience. And here's the really cool thing about what I'm going to be doing in 2020, my darling. And it's all because of what you and I are doing in Global Leadership Program and Susie Carter. I am going to go from being the the top marketer in the auto repair industry. I'm going to expand it to other industries, doctors, attorneys, accountants, veterinarians, dentists, engineers, consultants, all of the industries that are going through a lot of training, they have a lot of competition, and they want to stand out and be special and unique and rise above the noise of the internet, that's my specialty. Sign I tell up. stories and I make people look like heroes. Yes, ma'am. I am here to serve you. Anything you need, my love, I am here to serve you. But yes, that's the cool thing. Can you believe it? Honestly, Trina, what I'm doing didn't exist 
social media marketing didn't exist 30 years ago. Okay. Mm-hmm. I have crafted, I have crafted a career. Like the things that I just do naturally, I have crafted a career that is perfect for me. I'm a storyteller. I'm a songwriter. Like I started writing songs because I was going through a divorce and I had a lot to share Mm -hmm. and it was my therapy. That's how I got started doing my music. And if I can craft a three minute story called a song and I can qualify for 10 Grammy nominations on my first album and eight Grammy nominations on my second album, huh? I'm really not that good of a songwriter. Honestly, I kind of suck. If you listen to my music, you'll be laughing. It's cheesy as heck, but (laughs) I'm a really good marketer. (laughs) And stories are how we connect with the heartstrings of those that are our tribe. So isn't it cool that I, Jennifer Filson, have like crafted a career being a social butterfly. I get paid to be a social butterfly. I get paid to tell stories and I get paid to put people in the limelight, like crazy. I am so in love with what I do. It's that's why I work till two in the morning because I can't put it down. I love it so much. See, I love that you're saying that. And the fact that you have passion, you're doing what you love because that's one of the reasons why I do what I do. And, And it's funny. You said, okay, you were like, I love telling stories. I've crafted this great career. That's perfect for me because I thought about that as well. I would coach people and people would come to me and say, hey, I need your advice on this, this, and that, whether it's personal or professional. And I would talk to people and I would go, hmm, I'm pretty good at this. People value what I say. They listen. And when I go out and speak, I get great reactions. So why don't I do this for myself? Because one, people like it and listen, and I love it. But you know, we have a lot of our other sister women out there who, and men don't get jealous because I know you're listening, but um, <laughs> we have all of our sister women out there. What would you say to the woman who is stuck just doing something that she doesn't like because, you know, she's got to pay the bills, she's got to feed the kids, but really has a talent that is unique mm. to her? Mm-hmm. And she may be afraid to step out. What would you say? Oh, honey, I've lived that life. Are you kidding me? Me too. <laughs> We've all been there. <laughs> all of us. Okay. If you are wishing you were in a different space, we have all been there. I was in a marriage where I was horribly unhappy. And I didn't know it at the time. I, okay. So I'm 49 years old, born in 1970. And I am the first in my family to get a master's degree. My mom graduated from college, but like not many of our, not many of our girls in our family graduated from college. Um, and then I got a master's degree. So, so the, the narrative of my generation X was still kind of um, hearkening back to the generation before us, the baby boomers, where the mantra was, find yourself a good husband who makes plenty of money and you'll be set. But then as Generation X was evolving, a lot of divorces were going on. And then the, the, the message that I was receiving was, be able to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. 
And, and I all like, it was a mixed message. It was like, stand by your man. Cause my parents have been blessed, blissfully married for like 52 years. I wow. mean, they are, they are the, the, they are, I have a wonderful family and, and I love them so much. And so I always saw this is where I need to be in a beautiful relationship that lasts a long time. So believe me, Trina, when I married my first husband, I thought it was going to be forever because I grew up Catholic and I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to make this work. And it really wasn't anyone's fault. What it was, was what I was looking for at age 23 was not the same thing that I was looking for at age 35. Mm -hmm. And I had to come to terms with the fact that I was not the same person. And at the time when I was 23 and I met him, I was looking for a man with a big wallet. (laughs) (laughs) You thought I was going to say something else, didn't you? (laughs) How big is your wallet? So yeah, at the time, and we were in Silicon Valley, right? So we're like in the whole like Silicon Valley startup. This is pre-Facebook. This Mm. is pre-Google. This is like, you know, this is like the... Ah, let's see. I was in Silicon Valley from like, yeah, 1993. Finally, I moved to Monterey in 2007. So like, yeah, we're in the thick of it. The whole, like the whole Silicon Valley thing evolving, like Apple's big and like HP and, you know, all that stuff. So there's this whole, we're going to get rich if we get with the right startup. Right. And like, the housing prices were just starting to like go crazy. Like we actually were able to buy a house in, in 1998. Lucky us. Cause we had startup money and some money and the money went public for the stocks went public. Anyway, you know what I'm talking about? I can't even say it. We got money from the startup. So the thing was, is that it wasn't as expensive then. And we were able to, so, so believe me, we bought the house before we got married. And we dated for seven years before we finally got married. We were together for almost 13 years. But like, trust me, the, 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 the thumb I felt holding me down on financials, mm-hmm. how was I supposed to be able to buy a house on my own in Silicon Valley craziness? Right. Like, like the money and the Catholic uh, vows of till death do us part right. really – he wasn't abusive. He wasn't a bad person. It's just, we weren't a good fit. I, I should have known. I should have known. Oh God, here's the best advice. Really? If you don't mind some advice. When you go into a relationship, the relationships that truly work, the ones that are forever is when you accept them 100% as they are. Mm-hmm. Because I remembered, it's like, I, I thought in my youthful naivete, that when I was 23, it's like, you know what? He's got seven out of the 10 things that I want in a man and I can change him to be that perfect man. Mm-hmm. You know what? That's complete crap right? because it's awfully ostentatious of me to think that I can change somebody by 30%. Mm-hmm. But even if, even if he did change, he's not true to himself. No. So Really, you have to go into a relationship accepting them 100% as they are. If you're looking at that person, and this is a friendship, this is a love relationship, this is your family, you have to love and accept them 100% as they are. Otherwise, 
it's a temporary thing. Mm-hmm. And I should have known that. But again, what do I know at age 23? I didn't know anything. I thought I knew everything, Trina. <laughs> I know I did too. <laughs> I knew it all. Oh, and now, now at 49, I'm like, yeah, I know a few things. Yeah. I still, there's a lot to learn, right? And I'll probably be like in my 90s going, I don't know anything. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. That's how it goes. It's like every day I'm going, hmm. And I look at my two teenagers and, you know, they're looking at me right. like, you don't, you know, you don't know. You've never been. And I'm like, I have been where you are. Oh, yeah, you have. Yeah, you have. And they just don't know. It's like, no. we're, old. we're old. Here's another bit of advice for our sisterhood, right? Again, because I think of the social norms of women need to be competitive with each other so they can be the prettiest, so they can get the most great guy and blah, 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 blah. And like high school, no, middle school was like where all, all the hormones are going crazy. Mm-hmm. And that's when you start having peer pressure and you're starting to realize that there's a hierarchy and like the high school crap, like there's this whole like better than, right? And so we get competitive. Let me tell you something, whether you're six years old or 36 years old, or 86 years old. It is our job to lift each other up. We are not in competition with each other. There is so much abundance around us, and we all have our own journeys. And our job as sisters is to lift each other up and support each other and just like, yay, girl, you go. Because, yeah, not everyone's going to be number one in their field or number one in this or number one in that. But we all have our own preordained, godly-inspired path, and you'll get there. And also, here's another thing. Here's another thing. The dream marriage that I'm currently in, oh, my Renee, he's wonderful. And you know what? I would not have appreciated him at age 23. Mm Mm-hmm. He's an artist. He's a gentle soul. I was looking for more of a man with a big wallet who was alpha personality. And I didn't realize that at the time that I was going to evolve to be the alpha personality. So had I met my darling, beloved Renee at 23, I would have been like, right? But when I met him when I was 36, oh, hello. Mm -hmm. You are handsome. You're in dance class with me. Oh, I want to get to know you. So yeah, we met in dance class and we got married in the ballroom that we met at Aww. and together we own the West Coast Swing Dance Company. So we teach dance together and we've been, we've owned our business and we've been married for the same amount of time, nine years, 2010. Isn't that cute? Wow. Girl, but I you wouldn't are have doing appreciated it. Him. <laughs> I'm doing it. I'm doing it because I realized that we're not in competition with each other. Not at all. You know, and I'm so glad you say that because that's one of the things I wanted to do with this podcast is one, uplift other women, two, to show that we're not in competition. There's enough for everyone. And actually, I like collaborating with other women. So it's not like, well, Jen, you're doing this and you're you're at this stage above me. So I don't I don't want to be with you or you know, it's, it's, people are just so funny when you No, baby, take my hand. I'll show you the path. Just Thank grab you. it, baby, right here. I got just, you. Just I got you. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> right? 
<laughs> right? See, and that's, that's what, what we're supposed to do. Yes, and it, it doesn't happen often enough. So I'm so glad that you and I have connected and we have a relationship that, you know, I just see going to be fabulous for both of us. So I'm proud of that. But girl, we have been talking and I haven't even gotten to my questions yet. My record <laughs> fire. So we will have to have you back for part two <laughs> because there's so much oh, so more funny. that I want to talk to you about. But we're going to go into rapid fire because, yeah, time okay. is getting away. Okay, here we go. Who or what motivates you? Lisa Nichols, Susie Carter. I want to be like them when I grow up. I don't know if I'll ever really grow up. <laughs> but I want to be like them. <laughs> okay. What demotivates you? Mm. I don't know. I'm so motivated. I don't even think about demotivation. Like it doesn't exist. Oh, you have, you have a good life then. Okay. I've crafted it. I, I've gotten rid of things that don't serve me. So I if it that. doesn't serve me, I, I don't pay attention to it. See, did you guys hear that? That's that's a good way to be. Okay. <laughs> when was a time that something was said or done to hurt you, but it worked for your good? You can't do that. You're a girl. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> well, they don't want that. <laughs> um. <laughs> I just flipped a bird, everyone. Sorry. <laughs> yes. And it's a good thing that we don't do video here. <laughs> okay. What is your fear? That I won't be able to retire. So a big motivator for me is that our generation does not have a built-in retirement and especially when you're self-employed now girlfriend i'm so happy for you that you have a federal pension coming your way i do not mm -hmm. and you're going to have health care for the rest of your life i will not mm -hmm. so i have to be successful because i this this gypsy like girl this flower child has gone off on her own path and she's got to figure it out right. and so i need to be successful right. if I want to be able to stay in my own home when I'm in my 90s. And both of my grandmothers are in their 90s. One's 96, one's 95. The women in my family live forever. I have to be successful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I understand. Is there a time when you wish you had done something that you didn't? Ooh, great question. So when I was 19 years old, I was invited or encouraged to audition for the Santa Fe Opera in New Mexico. And I was too scared to do it because I would have had to have gotten money that I didn't have and go to New York and audition. And da, 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 da. Anyway, it was a regret I lived with for many years. And then when I was getting divorced, I decided I was going to create my first album and that erased all regrets. Wow. Okay. Here's the opposite. Is there a time that you wish you had not done something? Yes. I wish I had not snuck out of my house to go on a date with a guy who would date rape me. Oh, my goodness. But you know what? Again, 
I wouldn't be the woman that I am today if that had not happened. So it made me stronger. So what do you do, right? Oh my goodness. I'm sorry to hear that. Oh, we're going to have to have you back for part two. Oh my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) And again, you know what's what's also interesting? As I look at it from the perspective of a 49-year-old, I didn't know what I wanted at the time. And I was giving mixed signals and I wanted to be accepted. And then I wanted to explore this thing because sex sounded like it would be a lot of fun. And I'd already been sexually active. So like it, so I was, I was very much a part of the whole thing. So I blamed him for many years. And then I realized kind of had a part in that. Mm. So again, is it safe to say this? I really enjoy sex. And that's another thing, like women are kind of taught, especially in our generation, oh, that's not something that we really want to talk about or enjoy. Honey, honey, it's good. <laughs> Real good. Are, like, Let's back have to more the of it, please. <laughs> back to the questions. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Before we go off on a tangent there. <laughs> I told you to rein me in. (laughs) What is your definition of success? Making lots of money. But also, too, health is the new wealth. So if you can make lots of money and stay healthy at the same time, you have hit nirvana. Yeah. How do you recharge? Dancing with my husband. What are you awesome at? everything. No, (laughs) I can't cook. That's not good. I'm awesome at at cleaning. I love to clean and I usually get invited back to people's houses because I leave their house better than I found it. Because I can't cook, but I can do dishes. See, you get this? So like, yeah, I get invited back a lot. Okay. I wasn't expecting that, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) What legacy do you want to leave? Uh, I told you. I told you, girl. Um, (laughs) What legacy? Um, I know I have, um, I know that I am meant to be a communicator. I know that I am meant to share a lot more books. I'm supposed to be out talking to the world because I know that my divine purpose is to create a ripple effect of joy that affects millions of people. And I know that I do that through my marketing work by helping other people spread their ripple effects of joy. But I I know that I am meant to be in large arenas, speaking to large crowds and hugging all of them. Mm. I don't know what that means, Trina. I'm just going to follow it. But somehow I'm supposed to uplift and inspire. That's what I feel for myself, too. So we're going to be there together. Okay, Jen. Yay. Sharing the stage. Give the listeners one motivational takeaway. I think emotional takeaway. Mm. Motivational. Oh, sorry. I'm like emotional, (laughs) motivational. Okay. All right. Let's do motivational. Uh, Let's let's look at business. I'm going to look at business. How can I delight my customers? 
how can I share my talents and gifts and deliver an exceptional customer service experience to everyone that works with me? If you go through your work day, whether you're in the U.S. Navy, whether you are a cashier at the grocery store, whether you are repairing someone's cars or doing someone's bookkeeping or defending a person in court, how can you share those beautiful gifts and talents to uplift and delight the people you serve? That was great. Where can the listeners connect with you? Ooh, get out your pens. Write this down. There's so many places to find me. (laughs) First off, let's spell my name. Jennifer, which is the normal spelling, J-E-N-N-I-F-E-R. Then the last name, that's a little tougher. F as in Fred, I-L-Z as in zebra, E-N, Filzen. It's a German last name. I don't pronounce it in the German way. It would be Filzen, but you know, no one wants to, yeah, no one wants to spell that. So anyway, it's Filzen, like fills in the blanks. Jen fills in the blanks for me. <clears throat> so you can find my book on jenniferfilzen.com, What Dancing Taught Me About Running a Successful Business. And this is a book that I wrote. It's a unique management book from a dance perspective. So if you want your team at work to flow like poetry in motion, like a champion level dance troupe. My book is super fun and it's a workbook. So you all like work on this stuff together. And I'm actually a bestseller in the auto repair and dance world. Crazy. Um, You can also find me on rockstarmarketing.com, but I got to spell that out for you because there's so many rockstar marketing. So my spelling is actually strange. So get this, get this written down. It's www.rock dash star dash mktg.com so it's rockstar marketing but it's just funky with the hyphens and the abbreviation of marketing <clears throat> but when you go to rockstar marketing you can see all it is that we do as a as a marketing agency and you'll also see my live event which is coming up in january you should come it's right before i see you in houston um it's the Rockstar Summit, and we do a lot of really amazing team building and motivational stuff for business, and it is a hoot. And we go wine tasting, and we have fun together. So it's like work and play in Monterey, California. Hello. Like, who wouldn't want to come play in Monterey, right? And <clears throat> also, another thing that I have launched recently is that I've taken all of my marketing that I do, and I teach it in an online course. So if you go to learn with rockstar marketing, all spelled out, learn with rockstarmarketing.com, I can teach you. You'll watch videos of me. You get to see my crazy self. You get to see me walk you through how to be a marketing guru. You can learn how to write amazing SEO content for your website that teaches you how to share your special and unique story and target your audience. You can learn how to be a social media maven. You can learn how to respond to customer reviews. Like I show everything that's behind the curtain of what we do as an agency because guess what? There's so much abundance out there. I can share it with you. You're not taking anything away from me. 
why don't I teach you what I do so you can be the superstar that you are? So those are the three websites, jenniferfilzen.com, learnwithrockstarmarketing.com, all spelled out, and then rock-star-mktg.com where you can take advantage of our services. If you don't want to do the work, you can just hire me to do the work. And me and my team, our Rockstar Squad, will take care of you. All right, Jen. Well, thank you for being on Trina Talk today. And we're going to be in touch. So this is not goodbye for us. If you like Trina Talk, please don't forget to go out to Apple Podcasts to subscribe. Also, who else in your life do you know that needs some motivation and inspiration in their life? Don't forget to share Trina Talk with them. I hope you have a great week. And remember, if you change your mindset, you can change your life. Keep striving because success is a journey, not a destination. You can listen to Trina Talk anytime and anywhere. It's available on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Spotify, and all other places that you can listen to podcasts. If you like the podcast, please don't forget to go to iTunes to subscribe, rate, review, and share. If you have questions for me or need inspiration on how to go to the next level, tweet me directly at Trina L. Martin.